And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND, staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. And I am he. And folks, breaking news. Just as I come on the air, we hear that the jury has reached a verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, I will be bringing that to you. I'm monitoring the situation as soon as that verdict comes down. Uh, the, 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 the families of those who were shot uh, in, in two cases killed, one injured, have been called into the courtroom and the uh, judge is assembling the courtroom and getting everything ready to bring the jury in. So I don't know exactly when that will happen, but it will happen sometime very soon. And you will know firsthand here on American Family Radio and here on The Awakening exactly what the verdict is. Uh, so, wow, that the timing could not be better from my perspective uh, but I have been a little concerned that it's taken this long to reach a verdict because from my perspective, it was a no-brainer. Uh, the, the evidence made clear that this kid acted in self-defense, period. And if his having the gun with him was not illegal, which was it was not, that charge was thrown out. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he ought to be going home today. So we shall see exactly what the outcome is. I can tell you this, though. If the jury finds wrongly from my perspective again you know I, I'm not on the jury so I don't get to make the call but I do get to have an opinion and if they find wrongly they find him guilty of any of these charges I am not going to go burn anything down I am not going to go riot I am not going to go loot I'm not going to destroy property because I'm a law-abiding citizen and I know that that's not the way we redress our grievances but we know that those jurors know and everybody in the country knows that there are people standing by claiming that this is some kind of racial thing. I mean, the people that got involved with Kyle and caused him to act in self-defense were not good people. And they were not there for uh, noble reasons. So to, to make them somehow saints and he's the villain is, is utterly ridiculous. We know there are people standing around, though, if he is found not guilty, who are saying that there's going to be trouble. And it's sad that we've had a year and a half of lawlessness. You know, I just, um, I'm sure you all heard this, but this young man who calls himself a QAnon Shaman Jacob Chansley has been sentenced to 41 months in prison and then th three years of supervised probation. He didn't harm anybody. Now, he did destroy property and he did encroach on the Capitol inappropriately. And, and yeah, he's there's a price to be paid for that. But folks, really, 41 months and three years of supervised probation when I just talked to you, I believe it was yesterday, about a guy who did two years for stabbing a police officer six times, did two years of a five-year sentence, and then got out and recently attacked another cop and basically didn't do a day. I mean, they held him to bring charges and then released him without bail, without bail. 
and all the people who attacked federal buildings and police stations and, and, and private property and, and all of the people who were engaged in all kinds of violent, lawless behavior. Uh, you had the vice president then running around raising money to buy, get these people out of jail. Like, like these, these were just saints. They were just wonderful people. And, and here's a guy who's going to do 41 months in federal prison and then three years of supervised probation because he went into the Capitol. Shouldn't have done it. No question about that. But I'm just looking at the, 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 the here's a word the left loves, the equities here. The equities. And I don't, I don't see them. In fact, what I'm seeing more and more is a criminal justice system that has been so completely politicized. Uh-oh, they are standing up. The jury is coming in, folks. But a criminal justice system that has been so completely politicized that if you have the right ideology, yeah, you're going you're gonna to get the benefit of the doubt. If you have the wrong ideology, if you are classed as a conservative or a Bible-believing Christian or someone who holds traditional values, you're not part of the woke crowd, watch out. Watch out. It looks like they're prepared to throw the book at you. You see, James O'Keefe, the FBI raided his apartment because he had a diary that belonged to, I think, Joe Biden's daughter. He didn't steal the diary, but they raided his apartment, handcuffed him outside his apartment while they searched it. They wouldn't do that to a liberal reporter. I don't believe it for a minute. If somebody had stolen something that belonged to one of Donald Trump's children, I don't believe for a moment that they would have, that the FBI would have raided that person's apartment, raided that reporter's apartment, handcuffed that reporter while they searched through his or her things. I don't believe that for a moment. And which leads me to another sad fact that I think we've got to contend with. It does appear that federal law enforcement, at least the FBI, has been politicized. Because I am waiting for an FBI agent who will become a whistleblower and stand up and say, I told the director of the FBI, I told my immediate supervisor that I thought that that action they were asking me to take was beyond the bounds of the Constitution and was not part of, it would be a violation of the oath I took to uphold the Constitution, and I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. What crime is Mr. O'Keefe alleged to have committed that would cause us to go into his strong arm, into his apartment, handcuff him, put him aside, and start looking through his things. He hasn't killed anybody. He hasn't robbed anybody. He hasn't defrauded anybody. He's simply reporting information that some people would rather he not have or not report. And for that, the FBI is called out. FBI is called out to target or tag, as they put it, tag parents who are simply expressing their concern about what is being taught to their children perfectly within their First Amendment rights under the Constitution and their natural rights as parents and human beings. But the FBI is called out to, to tag them. And I'm sure you all saw the statement likening them or at least saying we tag everything from human traffickers to drug traffickers. As if that's supposed to make us all feel better. 
So you shouldn't be surprised that we would tag these vociferous parents who, who are busy complaining about what their children are being taught. Of course they fit into the category of human traffickers or drug traffickers. I mean, everybody can see that. Uh-oh. Uh, as to the first count, I, do, you, do you have it coming in, Adam? As to the first count, not guilty. As to the second count, not guilty. As to the third count, not guilty. As to the fourth count, not guilty. As to the fifth count, Not guilty. Not guilty on all counts. Praise the Lord. Good job, jury. Good job. Well done. Thank you for your courage and your service to our country. That young man is going home today. Hallelujah. Back in a moment. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. In a recent column, Dennis Prager argues that we're seeing a dress rehearsal for a police state. Although I think he makes a convincing case, I'm intrigued by people's response to it. Some people see it while others do not. It's like watching people look at an optical illusion. Some people see it, others do not. Prager argues that our country is closer to a police state than ever before, and he hastens to add that the police state does not mean a totalitarian state. We still have freedoms, as evidenced by the fact that he could write his column, but he says there are four hallmarks of a police state. First are draconian laws depriving citizens of elementary civil rights. Over the last few weeks, I cannot even count the number of times I've talked about draconian policies or extreme policies issued by governors, mayors, and judges. Americans have been banned from going to work, meeting in groups, and going to beaches and parks. Second is a mass media supportive of the state's messaging and deprivation of rights. We see that in the harsh reaction to asking questions about the value of certain policies and the decision by big tech to remove posts considered misinformation. Third is the use of police. We've seen people being handcuffed for playing ball with their children in a park or beach. We've seen people being fined for sitting on a beach or listening to a sermon in their parked cars with the windows rolled up. And fourth is the presence of snitches. One governor even set up a snitch line so that you could turn in your fellow citizens. As I've said, many see these as police state tactics. Others, however, respond that these are merely temporary and pose no threat to our liberty. That may be true, but it is shocking how willing Americans have been to conform to what might not have even been allowed a few months ago. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Critical Race Theory, go to viewpoints.info/crt. 
The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. Heaven or not. Dot net. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Kyle Rittenhouse broke down and wept in the courtroom. My producer said it brought tears to his eyes, to mine too. Those of you watching me live stream probably see the emotion on my face as I, as I read the verdict. I was reading it in closed caption because I'm monitoring it. Uh, but folks, this is, this is a good day for America. It really is. Because once again, um, it restores some confidence in our criminal justice system. You know, when I critique it, very often, I said, I, I, I just wonder what's happening with the FBI. But, you know, a, a jury of his peers got together and went over all the evidence and looked at all the events and, and looked at the, at the videos again and, and, and recounted the, the, the charges to the jury that were given to them by the judge. And they came back with not guilty on all counts. And it just goes to show that our criminal justice system works when it's in the hands of the people. Uh, where it's not working is when you get people like uh, uh, the, 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 the present AG and you get people like um, this, this present president uh, and these, these, these heavy-handed bureaucrats who think they're a law unto themselves punishing and pushing and bullying the American people. And anytime you do anything that is in disagreement with them, oh, then suddenly you are, you are public enemy number one. Here again, I, I, with, with regard to January 6th, I've said, I, I think that they, they were wrong. They should not have breached the Capitol, even though I think there are some mitigating factors there. Some, we know that there were apparently some people who just kind of ushered the crowd in rather than fighting them at the door, because one woman was shot to death, shot in the face. Uh, and, and here again, man, we put Kyle Rittenhouse uh, in danger of losing his entire life, for the, basically. And the guy who shot this woman in the face is, is hailed some kind of hero because she was on the wrong side of the issue. And you and I all know that if that had been reversed, it would have been in, in Washington, D.C. Oh, my goodness gracious, it would have been an entirely different matter. 
So, but praise God, the criminal justice system is still working. And I believe it works best when it's in the hands of the people. Those 12 citizens who said, we're going to take this seriously. We're going to take the time that we need. We're going to go through this with a fine tooth comb. And we're going to look at it very, very closely. Uh, and then we're going to decide not on the basis of what the mob outside is chanting, but we're going to decide on the basis of what the facts and the law tell us. That's America, folks. That's America. That's the nation of which I am so very proud and so grateful to be a part of. And, 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 and again, not to put too fine a point on this, but it's not the pundits and the prognosticators and the politicians. It's the people. It's the people that ultimately hold the health and the future of this nation in our hands and watching the people do what they are charged to do uh, is inspiring. It's encouraging. Sometimes the mob wants to replace the people and demand that we act in violation of the law in order to satisfy their bloodthirst. But thank God this jury had the courage to say, we don't care what happens next. What we care is that we, what we do here and now. And they did what they needed to do. They followed the facts and the law, and they came out with the right verdict. So praise God for that. And of course, this is, this is First Amendment Friday. I know you all want to talk about that issue uh, and anything else that's, that, uh, that you choose to bring up on First Amendment Friday is, is, uh, is cannon fodder for our discussion. The number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Uh, just to reiterate some of the things I've been talking about, I've been talking about this old Dominion University professor who came out saying that he thinks that pedophilia should not be marginalized, that we should refer to it as mat, minor attracted persons. And we should not assume that because a person is attracted to minors that they're doing something wrong. And now the university, I think, has suspended him uh, because they got such feedback, such blowback as a result of this, this, this professor getting up on his high horse and suggesting that there's no big deal with adults wanting to sexually be involved with children. They can't help with who they're sexually attracted. I mean, oh. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I think that ODU is covering its rear end. I don't think that they are in, in, in. The, the statement that they made when this first came out told me that they did not have any clear conviction that what he's doing is wrong because it was kind of a milquetoast statement. Oh, we're against crime. Well, of course, who isn't except criminals? So we talked about that. Um, let's see, we talked about the sentencing of this QAnon shaman, or I don't know whether he refers to himself that way, but that's the way he's been referred to, Jacob Chansley. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I hear again, I mean, these people being held incommunicado, and then these draconian sentences when last year the whole country was on fire and, and what you got was police being told to stand down, people not being prosecuted for obvious crimes. And that spilled over into this year now where you've got basically open season on shoplifting. As long as you don't steal $1,000 or more, you, you're okay. Just go ahead and take, take whatever you want. I mean, that's the lawlessness that's being promoted uh, in our country today. Um, so thank God for this little bit, this, this respite. Okay. Thank God that we've seen something that helps restore our fundamental faith. I mean, we had a couple things happen this month, right? The, the Virginia election, uh, this, this decision by this jury, 
I mean, these are the things that remind us that the things we believe in are worth fighting for because we can and will win if we just don't quit, just don't give up, just don't back down, just keep pushing ahead. Uh, I'm sure you all heard this, but a bank has closed the account of Donald Trump Jr., um, this WePay, which is a processor owned by J.P. Morgan Chase, closed the account uh, because they don't like his politics. And here's what they say. We are unable to process for hate, violence, racial intolerance, terrorism, the financial exploitation of a crime, or items or activities that encourage, promote, facilitate, or instruct others regarding the same. Now, what in the world is it about Donald J. Trump that's involved with hate or violence or racial intolerance or terrorism or financial exploitation of a crime? You know what? You know what? They, they should put Black Lives Matter in there. That's that's. Are they closing their account? Because as far as I'm concerned. Every single one of those categories applies to them. They're promoting hate. They're promoting violence. They're promoting racial intolerance. They're promoting terrorism. Remember the, the, this guy in New York saying that if, if uh, uh, Mayor-elect Eric Adams goes back to business as usual, there will be riots. There will be fire. There will be blood. That's terrorism, folks. And the financial exploitation of a crime. How did, how did Black Lives Matter make all its money? Of the George Floyd debacle, the George Floyd tragedy, $90 million. So as far as I'm concerned, every bank, if they're going to follow this standard, they ought to be closing up the Black Lives Matter accounts because they're engaged in all of this. I don't see Donald J. Trump engaged in any of this. But that's that's where we are. Uh, you know what? I could go through some other issues, but since it's First Amendment Friday, let's just start taking your calls and I'll bring up some other issues as we go. Let's go to Robert in Alabama. Robert. Oh, here we go. Um, you may have to bring Robert up for me. My system doesn't seem to be connecting me yet. I'll make an adjustment here. and I should be OK. Ah, Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I think we're OK now. All right, Robert, you're on. Uh, Bishop Jackson, uh, just uh, thank you for being the uh, speaking the truth and just being the man that you are to uh, speak truth, to really speak truth to power. I just I'm so enjoy listening to you brought your broadcast every day. Thank you, sir. I, you're absolutely right, sir, about the uh, about the treatment of Donald Trump Jr. I mean, it, it seems as we all know, we're getting closer to the end, and it's just seeming like they're just not, they're being so bold with it. If you don't think the right thoughts or have the right attitude, certain liberties and freedoms need to be taken away from you. Not actions that from actions that you do, but, but thoughts that you think and believe beliefs that you own. That's I mean that the idea that you can deny service to people because they don't have a belief system that you like. You're a restaurant. You're a bank. You're a phone company. You, that you're providing a service to all, whether you agree with them or not. Whether they're a Ku Klux Klan member or not, I, you, you could be the worst Klan member in the world. If I own a restaurant, I'll serve you. Because, hey, your money's still green. I'm not advocating for what you believe. I'm giving you a service that I said I would provide. But they want to deny that, especially to people on the right, and especially the Christian people. And this incident what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse, I mean, it's just deplorable. Openly and, and blatantly threatening jurors the way they are. Bishop, how is that any different from what the people used to do back yep. in the 30s, 40s, yep. 50s? That was the exact same thing. 
The difference is now the media is sanctioning it's okay because it's a white kid. It's terrible. Robert, thank you so much for the call. You just gave us a great, big, old, beautiful dose of American common sense. And why these so-called sophisticated, highly educated, highly technically proficient, or whatever they think they are, why they don't get this, it's, it's, here again, you, you just have to wonder, do they just have bad intentions toward us or are they just dumb? Or what, what is the issue? And it may be different for different people. But, but Robert, everything you said, man, uh, thank you. Amen to it. Amen to it. Because this is America. Each of us gets to think our own thoughts. And what we think and the, the ideas we express, we have the freedom to do so. And then somebody else can come along and debate us and try to persuade us otherwise. Back in a moment. It's my turn. Here is your host for my turn, Don Wildman. Proverbs 16:20. He who gives heed to the word will prosper, and happy is he who trusts in the Lord. Interesting verse of scripture, isn't it? Some time ago I read in the papers an account of a man in Phoenix, Arizona, who had rented an apartment but couldn't move into it. Because he'd lost it. Actually, he couldn't find it. It seems that Charles Rowland had sold his photo finishing business in Appleton, Wisconsin, and moved to Phoenix. Upon his arrival in Phoenix, Rowland checked into a hotel, and that same day, he found an apartment and paid one month's rent in advance. However, he drove away without noting the address. Well, after 14 hours of driving around the city to locate the apartment, he notified a local paper of his plight. The fellow who had rented the apartment to Roland read the article and called him at the hotel. It seems that the apartment was just two blocks, a couple of minutes, away from the hotel. Then there's the case of Dr. Ellis Schenken of Toronto. Dr. Schenken was punched in the eye, and as a result, he lost one of his contact lens. Dr. Schenken, unable to find the lens, got fitted for another soon thereafter. But the eye in which Dr. Schenken got punched kept discharging, and his new lens kept popping out. Well, it should have. You see, the lens which Dr. Schenken searched for but couldn't find had been pushed into his eyelid where it remained unnoticed. While a student in school, I worked in a grocery store to help defray my expenses. As I was stocking the shelf one day, a gentleman kept walking up and down the aisle looking for some product. Finally, he stopped in the section where the product should be. And after looking for quite a while for the product, he asked me if I knew where the product could be found. Reaching to the spot where he'd been looking for several minutes, I picked up the product and gave it to him. His comment? If it had been a snake, it would have bitten me. It wasn't long after that till I began a search early one morning for my glasses. After searching for several minutes about the house and failing to find them, I began to accuse one of the children or my wife of misplacing them. Seeing I was about to lose what little temper I had, Linda started searching with me. She came into the room where I was searching and started to speak, only to have a wide grin come across her face. Go look in a mirror, she said. I took the hint and suddenly realized that I was wearing the glasses I had so desperately been hunting. (laughs) You know, isn't it rather funny sometimes how we can search high and low for something? and then end up finding it 
in a place where it should have been so simple to find. These four stories could be multiplied by countless individuals who have searched for something only to find it in a place so close by. Now there's a truth here that could be applied to countless realms. But for the sake of simplicity, let's try just one. Happiness. It's right where you are, if you can find it. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Let me just throw this in because I really wanted to talk about it all week and hadn't gotten to it, but I'll drop it in. You all realize that we are now facing an epidemic of fentanyl deaths as a result of this this open borders policy of the Biden administration. We have the largest number of overdose deaths in the history of our country last year, 100,000 people. This is the result of the open borders policy. And Biden is trying to figure out how to give illegal immigrants our money. Yeah, our money, because they don't, he doesn't have, he doesn't, it's not his money, it's ours. Trying to figure out how to give them our money uh, to, to settle cases to the t- tune of a million dollars a family for having come into our country illegally and then suffer the separation of their family, which is not our fault, it's theirs. And then up to $10,000 in this last bill, $10,000 a year for illegal immigrants. Uh, for their families, because you don't have to so, so, you don't have to show a social security number. So, so on the one hand, taking our taxpayer money, using it for the wrong reasons, undermining the wages of the American people with all of this uh, competing illegal immigrant labor coming in, and then killing us with fentanyl on top of it. Uh, doesn't sound to me like they're very interested in serving us. The number is 888-589-8840. Let's come back to your your calls here on First Amendment Friday. Okay, let's go to Michelle in Texas. Michelle, welcome. Thank you, sir. I was like I listen to you every day on my lunch break, and I just I thank God for you. Thank you, Michelle. Um, uh, whenever I was listening to the verdict, I had just a sudden burst of joy, but also had sort of a gut punch. I just wanted to um, ask all your listeners and you as well uh, if we could just keep uh, Kyle and everyone involved, the judge, prosecutors, mm-hmm. absolutely everybody involved uh, um, in prayer for their protection from the uh, from yeah. the I can't even think of the word I right know, now. The, 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 people right, the, the lawless, the lawless forces that are out there that, that will seek to use this as another opportunity to create violence and crime and disorder and chaos. I mean, because that's, that's, that's all they're about. And they think by doing so, they're going to subvert the country, overthrow the country ultimately. I mean, that's the real goal, destroy what we have and build something better from their perspective in their image. I don't think so. Um, Michelle, but you're, you're right. Thank you for the call. And you are right. We do need to be praying for Kyle, praying for this judge, praying for those jurors and praying for our country that these folks who really want to destroy America will never, ever have their way. Thank you again for the call. Let's go to, um, let's go to Jeanette in Louisiana. Jeanette, welcome. Jeanette, are you there? Yes, 
Yes. Hi, uh, Bishop Jackson. This is Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. Um, I uh, enjoyed listening to you and talking and to you preaching on Sunday. And <laughs> Thank praise you. The, praise the Lord for a, for a strong man like you are. You know, it needs to be more and more preachers that's strong like you is and speak up. I had a, um, a preacher that graduated with me in school, and and he was telling me last year in November he had voted for Biden, but I had told my son's father like he was Democratic, my brother and my son. And when I talk about Donald Trump and the Republicans, they get mad at me. But I told mm-hmm. him, told my son's father last night, we're not together, but we still have a relationship and communication. And I told him last night, uh, people thought they, that it was bad when Donald Trump was in the office, but mm-hmm. look what's in that now. It's worse. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> okay, Jeanette, that you, listen, that, 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 was a great, that was a great preamble. If you want to talk about these vaccine, vaccine mandates, I got to ask you to get to it very quickly. Okay. That lady was telling you yesterday about, about, uh, about, uh, Bill Gates, Bill Gates, that I think they did see the spirit. I'm spiritual. They, mm-hmm. Even though Donald Trump asked for that for them that medicine to be made, but he ain't had nothing to do with it being mixed. They mixed that medicine up wrong. You know. Some All right, J- Jeanette, Jeanette, it. Jeanette. That listen, listen. I, I, I got. I know exactly where you're going. Um, and r- right now, I'll tell you what, where my concern is, Jeanette. My concern is in making sure that nobody can force this stuff on people who choose not to have it. Uh, because at this point, there's a whole lot of players, I think, that bear some responsibility. The Chinese, our own government, for not being more aware of what was going on in a laboratory in China that we are in part funding so there's a lot of this. This does require a very, very thorough investigation, Jeanette, to get to the bottom of of all of it. But thank you so much for the call. Let's get to Jason in Texas. Jason, welcome. Hey, brother Bishop, how you doing? Bless my friend. How are you? I'm blessed every day, brother. Hey, uh, thank you for your service to our country. Uh, I just want to let you know I've had. Hashtag free Kyle Rittenhouse since day one. And my wife has two on her car. And now I'll be changing that. Thank God. Uh, hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse vindicated. But we've known from day one since we've seen these videos that that young man was being attacked and he was trying to run away. And while he is running away, they were shooting at him and hitting him with skateboards. And he just defended himself. So... From day one, we've yeah. seen the video, and we've known that it was all self-defense. So pray for his family, pray for his state, and if they was doing that to my town, I'd be out there with my guns, too, putting out fires, helping All people. right, Jason. So, God all bless right, you, brother. brother. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, well, you're right. Kyle Vindicated. Let's keep going, see if we can get some more calls in here. The number is 888-589-8840. Let's go to Mike in Missouri. Mike, welcome. Hi, Bishop Jackson. It is so good to talk to you. Thank you for your service to our nation and also to our country. 
Thank you, sir. What I wanted, I wanted to turn the page back for just a second. I'm going to be very quick. Uh, you remember a couple of weeks ago when Prudence called, and yes. she tried to. You remember that call? Well, I listen to you every day. I'm a retired pastor, but I can't wait for you to come on. <laughs> Uh, But what I want to share real quick, we understand in the Word of God that adultery is wrong. We understand that thievery is wrong. We understand that lying is wrong. Why does not the homosexual crowd group, which I love them, have invited them to church, would treat them with respect, not what they do, but as a person? But uh, I just retired from a small church uh, in down by Park Hills, Missouri. Anyway, uh, make a long story short, when I retired, my son took the church over. Two or three years before that, he was deep into drugs, alcohol, and homosexuality. I'm talking deep, deep. Going back to his childhood, he lost his my wife, his mother, at seven, and he was called in to preach about. 13, rebel, rebel. The miracle is, Brother Jackson, that he came back to the Lord when his spiritual mother suddenly died. Now he is pastoring the church that I had, married to a beautiful, lovely lady. And doing absolutely great, Brother Jackson. And with that, I just wanted to say that people who are involved in that lifestyle can not only be be saved, but be delivered from this awful thing. And, sir, the message that he has is fabulous. And I just Mike. wanted to say, thank God for you. Thank, thank God you, for your, your, your work. And God bless you. And I am so glad with the, with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing that common sense, bravery, and honesty is still alive in America. Amen. Mike, thank you so much for the call, brother. And I, I appreciate you sharing that testimony. I remember Prudence because, remember, I said, I wonder, is that a real name or was that kind of a, of a, uh, a, a just a little homage to, to say, I'm, I'm being prudent here. But yeah, I remember the call and she was upset with me because she, she claimed that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm spewing hatred against the LGBTQ community. I made crystal clear. I hate what they do. I, and I, not just their private behavior. I mean, I hate what they're trying to do to our country and our culture. It's like this last story about this pedophile at ODU. Uh, and he claims he's not a pedophile, but I, I, I don't believe it for a minute. I mean, why is he pushing this whole, quote-unquote, minority, attractive person's deal? But he supports it anyway. Um, that, that this is where this all goes. And God, you're right, is the only deliverance from it. Back in the morning. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. 
We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. A vacation with a purpose. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's what some of our folks have called our spiritual heritage tours, which we're going to be doing again in 2022. Let me tell you what we do. We go on a trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We see early American history there. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. We do these in June and September. They're perfect weather months in that part of the country. Stephen McDowell, who is a historian and author of America's Providential History, he will be our expert on the trip. So we'll have a historian joining us on these tours. It's going to be a wonderful time together in our nation's capital and in Colonial Williamsburg in 2022. June and September. If you want to go, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Staying grounded, giving your kids what they need, not what they want. There's a huge difference in those things. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and Dr. Kevin Lehman answers questions from an audience of parents who are seeking advice about raising their kids. But the affirmation of who they are and the love for them and the encouragement That vitamin E, as I call it, is so important, but don't forget vitamin N, because vitamin N is no. We're not gonna do that. And that's what helps keep kids in the authoritative realm of life and not the authoritarian, where they're just gonna react and fight back, or the permissive. And keep in mind, the permissive creates rebellion and the other extreme does as well. Mm -hmm. I think you're in good shape. Congratulations on two great kids. Finding a balance between affirming and saying no is something every parent deals with. It's not always easy. Hear more from Dr. Lehman at FamilyMinute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. Well, folks, I'm monitoring this. The crowd is gathering, and uh, there's somebody standing up with a sign that says, something killer Kyle calling Kyle a killer well he has been oh is it convict uh, convict killer Kyle huh oh convict killer Kyle oh my goodness gracious well he's already been exonerated he has been found not guilty on all counts and so that's that but the crowd is gathering and I I, I just pray as some of you have suggested, for him, for his family, for this judge, for the jurors, for everybody involved, for the city of Kenosha, and for our country, because this is the kind of thing that with this irrational race obsession syndrome, remember ROS that I've talked about? How is this even a racial issue? (laughs) I mean, nobody black was injured by Kyle Rittenhouse. But nevertheless, this is supposed to be some kind of evidence of this racism. And look, I'm not saying that what happened wasn't tragic and that I wish it hadn't happened. I wish nobody had died. But one of the guys who got in his face was a convicted child molester. The judge wouldn't let that come in. And the jury found him not guilty even without that. But I say that only simply to say, He clearly was not an upstanding citizen out there trying to peacefully protest an issue. 
I mean, come on. This, this stuff is just ridiculous. And, you know, you have people want to tear up the whole country over this. All right. The number is 888-589-8840. And uh, I'm taking your calls the rest of this segment. So let's come back to you. You've been waiting very patiently. Mike in Texas. Welcome. Yes, sir. I am he. He's I. <laughs> hey, great news on that case today. Also, very important for you viewers and you to know, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but this Tuesday coming up, Mike Lindell is filing digitally with the Supreme Court on this election fraud. So it would be very interesting to see if they have a backbone like these jurors did and actually take it. Ah. Because this has gotten, you know, it's being run by the mob. You know, I think uh, I heard this before that what we have 60 to 70 percent of the people are really on our side conservative. Yep. The unfortunate yep. part is that 25 or 35 of the mob is controlling things. And it's just got to stop. I mean, how? I don't know. We'll see what happens yeah. on Tuesday. It'll be very interesting. I really need to take this case, and we really need to straighten this out. I will never vote again. I know what you said. Oh, wow, well, Mike. Gotta vote. I know, I know, oh, but man, brother. I'll tell you what. I, I think, I think I may back. have to ban you. I think I'm going to have to ban you from saying no, I no, am no, he no. if you're not going to vote. <laughs> okay, listen, one other thing real quick. One other thing real quick. Real quick. Mike Lindell, Mike Lindell put out $5 million of his own money. If anybody can disprove him, including the Dominion machines and everyone, and nobody can. No one is okay. offered or All right, Mike. Like All right, anyway. we got it. We got it, Mike. Thank you for the call. But I don't, uh, Mike, I don't want to hear you say you're, you're never going to vote. Come on. Come on. We just, we just proved in Virginia that voting makes a difference. You've got to vote. I mean, we got a new lease on life here in Virginia. What if everybody took that attitude, Mike? We, we would be stuck, right? We would have Terry McAwful. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't resist it. I'm told that that's what some people call Terry McAwful. Well, now he's Terry McGone. Um, <laughs> but we would have him as governor. Oh, my goodness. Uh, no, no, Mike. I, I don't want to hear that. I'm not going to vote stuff. So please <laughs> don't, don't call me and tell me that. Okay, let's, let's keep going. We've got some uh, other. Uh, well, no, let's go, to, let's go to Becky in Arkansas. Becky, welcome. Hey, thank you so much. Um, you know what? Um, um, Mike, two wrongs don't make a right. Um, continue to vote. Um, as a woman, uh, women were beaten uh, for that right. It is a yep. privilege to vote. Please don't forget that. I am actually on the bandwagon for uh, stopping government mandates. Um, if, our, if, if your listeners understand that, you know what, it's okay to choose to take a vaccine or three, um, if you feel yeah. that that helps, I my my whole and I don't think I'm alone. Uh, I surmise that they're ineffective. You, if you can still catch COVID, if you still have to wear a mask, if you travel on an airplane, um, I say that they're ineffective. Uh, but that's me. Uh, but nonetheless, um, no, you're uh, no Becky. So Becky, that's a fact. That's a, look. That they, they are diminishing in their effectiveness. That's why they're coming up with the booster shots. And we've heard report after report after report of people fully vaccinated, getting COVID. So, so they, I mean, they're, they're of marginal effectiveness, if at all. So sorry to interrupt Indeed. you, Becky, but yeah, I don't, don't, don't apologize for saying that because, I mean, you're telling the truth. And, and the, the, frankly, our government just, it, be, look, the, 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 the pharmaceutical industry is making $1,000 per minute, 24 hours a day, seven days a week on these vaccines. 
billions upon billions. It may end up being in the trillions of dollars. So I, I think that's a better explanation than the touted effectiveness of the vaccine. Back, Becky, I interrupted you. Go ahead and finish your comment. Well, you know what? Um, I, I thank you. I agree with you. And I'll quit apologizing for an opinion that is right. Um, but um, evil is so obviously prominent. And they, with this COVID, they've really, you know, stepped up. And they're attacking every angle. And with these government mandates and going to the OSHA threat, there's businesses that are letting go employees yep. if they don't take on a vaccine just because, you know, they're lemmings and they're jumping off the cliff. Um, just um, yeah. Our government is undermining. We have a staffing issue nationwide. Oh, yep. They are undermining the American people. We're not going to be able to work. We're not going to be able to travel if we don't show our papers. Um yeah, America, uh, Becky. Becky, with that, let me, life. let me, Becky, let me, let me try to get some other calls in here. But you're, look, you, you, you got your statement in, and you're right. I mean, think about this, folks. But thank you for the call, Becky. Think about this, folks. Can you imagine in the United States of America somebody saying, "Show me your papers." Show you what? Show me your papers. You, you want to go to the, the the New Year's Eve celebration in Times Square? You need your photo ID and your vaccination card. Ugh. That is about as anti-American, contrary to everything we stand for in this country, as you, as it gets. And you got people, you're right, who are just willing to just just throw away their freedom. They don't realize what they're doing, perhaps, but that what they're doing is they're being they're 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 being complicit in an effort to undermine the most fundamental principle of our country, which is liberty. Thank you again for the call, Becky. Let's get in Michael from Texas. Michael, welcome. Hello. Yes, Michael, you are on. Okay. Uh, I was curious if you have heard anything or can confirm anything. Uh, my son-in-law works for in Houston, Texas, for a major uh, cancer treatment center. And my daughter, I mean, excuse me, my niece works for a hospice that does home health for people that prefer to pass away at home. And both of them have told me that they uh, are having are being made to get the vaccine, regardless of whether they want it or not, by uh, long about the first week of January, because Medicare has informed both those institutions that they will not pay any more claims by, by them if they cannot prove their, their employees have been vaccinated against the COVID-19 virus and they, the employees have no choice. And they, the, uh, both, both those institutions have said that it's not their idea that they, they don't necessarily want this to happen, but Medicare has informed them they can file Medicare claims, but they will not be paid until all, uh, January yeah. 1st or so that okay. they uh, are vaccinated. Have you heard anything okay. about that? Uh, but Tommy, I have not heard that, but I'll tell you what, I'll look into it. It doesn't surprise me. I, I would be, look, if you're going to sick OSHA on employees and employers, uh, it, it would not surprise me that you would tell Medicare. Now, the thing is, the, the court struck down the OSHA case. I don't see how Medicare can really do that in light of the Supreme Court injunction against the implementation of this with OSHA, because I think that the same principle basically applies. So, 
So, Michael, I will look into that. But, yeah, I, I, even if that's happening, that, that should be struck down by the court because it should be included in this overall injunction against OSHA forcing employers to require their employees to be vaccinated under threat of termination. Now, they can still do it on their own, and that's a, that's a different matter, but, but OSHA can't force them to do it. Thanks for the call, Michael. Let's go to Tommy in Georgia. Tommy, welcome. Yes, sir. Bishop Jackson, I've heard you before, and I spoke to you one time before, but you're about one of the wisest men I've heard on radio in a long, long time. Well, that's very but, kind but, of you. But uh, the Rittenhouse case, I'm 100% agree with you on there, that the uh, jury ruled 100% c- correctly there. And you talked about all this rioting and protesting and racism and all that. I, 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 you know, to me, it, people are uh, really boycotting or protesting against the wrong thing. Because you know yourself, I'm sure, that it, basically every public school in America is required to teach the evolution theory, Darwin's evolution theory. Only a portion of it. The portion they don't talk, teach of Darwin is that the darker one's skin color is, the less wise they are and the more violent they are. And this has been taught in our school. I mean, the yeah. evolution part, they leave out well, this part. About, okay, but Tommy, Tommy, I'm, I'm, uh, Tommy, I'm at the, listen, Tommy, thank you for the call. I'm at the end of the program. I don't mean to cut you off because of the controversial topic you just raised, but we don't have time to really get into it. I would simply say this. Darwinism is was this basis upon which Hitler launched his uh, genocidal rage against the Jews. Darwinism has justified a whole lot of subjugation, discrimination, murder, genocide, euthanasia, Darwinism. And you're right. They're, they're, they, don't, they don't talk about that. They don't talk about the theory, but they don't want to talk about the implications of Darwinism. So you're, you're absolutely right about that, Tommy. Thank you for the call. Folks, that's going to do it for today. Hey, listen, if you're in the Virginia area, come visit me at 943 Canal Drive in Chesapeake, Virginia, 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. I will be there. Of course, my radio program's on this network, 7.30 a.m. Central Time, I believe, every Sunday. <laughs> you all check that out. And hey, archive this program, folks. This was a big one because the verdict came down right as the program was starting. Well, look, that's going to do it for me. God bless you. I love you. Enjoy your weekend. Remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.